the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. That's the way you do it. Play the guitar on the MTV. No. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, Jonathan Swindle, and uh, Mike Singleton, as long uh, with Shriner. And uh, Ava's here. Hey. She's over there in the corner drinking some Propel. I guess she's got a jog later on. I don't, I don't know. She's hydrating. Getting, uh, she, she's, hydrating up. She's guide-in training number two. Yeah. And a little bit later on, uh, my Andy Newt's going to call back from up around the Chitek, uh, Wisconsin area up there. Well, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about canning since we know nothing about it in well, here in the studio. Bill George is the only one, I think, in the room that's indulged in the actual chunk uh, of meat before out of a can. Jonathan said he had something that resembled more of a... Uh, it was canned meat, but ham, it was more of a Deviled ham uh, kind oh. of thing. Uh, Underwood deviled ham, you know, spreadable type deal. Mike, I know, uh, being a kid, is born and raised here in Florida, has never... Eaten that stuff before? Am I right in assuming that? Never. Yeah, that's kind of kind of figured that. But uh, before we get to her, Bill George wanted to uh, chime in a little bit uh, about something that he needs to get off of his chest. Yes. So well, uh, well, we are the big. The floor is yours. We are the big and wild outdoors, and we like to talk about all the outdoor activities that we have. Mm-hmm. And Florida has something new coming to it that you wouldn't normally think of as a Florida outdoor activity: nude parasailing. I'm no. in. No, that that's actually <laughs> probably been around. But we have a snow park. We have a snow park coming to Pasco County. A, a what park? A snow park. You can go get on a tube, and I guess uh, the hill that they're building, uh, that they're going to cover with snow, is about 400 feet long, has 10 lanes. And you just go tubing? Yeah. yeah. In Florida? In snow. In, well, in can't Florida, you, can't you do that behind a boat at like forty-five miles an hour? <laughs> no, I mean, can't you no, just go no. out and tube it's your butt off? It's not the same. What do you it's mean it's not the same? It's not the same. You're not a lure for a gator on a lake. It's different. There's no yeah. gators chasing the tube. We did <laughs> it in North Carolina. It's fun. Listen, wow, that's in great Pasco fun. County, they're building this thing. Really? How and it, how and tall is I this? I guess they're allowed to operate about 120 days a year. And they're actually looking to open it up in November this year. So they're going to be pumping 100,000 gallons a week out of the ground, out of the aquifer, to produce snow for uh, people who moved down here from Ohio to go and relive a memory that they had from childhood when they got out of uh, New York or something. One of the ladies I work with, she was going to go all the way to West Virginia this this coming year just to see snow because she's never seen it. And I'm like, well, you can go to Pasco County and say hi as you go by. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to uh, me. I, hey, when, I, you see, I, when you see her, tell her, Dillard, Georgia is a great place to stay, and 20 minutes up the road is Scaly Mountain, North Carolina, and you can do, do exactly what you're talking about. I, you know, I, I, and it's going to be actually cold outside. And, and like I said, this, this is going to be Pasco County. It's going to be called Snowcat Ridge. Uh-huh. And it's over there where I guess some tree hopper um, zip line park is. But but how? I mean, it's God flat. Bless them. Uh, well, you have to, they're going to have to build a ramp or pile up some dirt or no? You there's going to uh, be like a conveyor belt. No, they have a t- hill there that that takes a you, hill. There, 
I guess they're mining like a 58-acre lake. Oh, so it, they're going to take the dirt. They're going to take the dirt and it, make the hill. Uh huh. Then cover the hill in snow. I don't understand why you need to go through oh, all that. Oh, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're allowed to dig out the lake, but then they're just going to take the dirt that they dig out the lake and make a snow park out of it. Sure. And yeah. then maybe later on you could fish it. You know what? Now, this me, on the other hand, if I clean a ditch out, they're going to send out a whole crew and chew me out and then make me have to fill the ditch back in. Well, I'm Dial sure. Dial 811 before you do it, please. I'm sure they. Uh, and then I have to buy a $10,000 permit. Oh, yeah. This makes no sense to me because growing up here in Pinellas <laughs> County, growing up in Pinellas County, I mean, if you wanted to go down the hill, you went behind the Kmart, which was right over here. You got some of the cardboard boxes out of the back. You got, on the escape, rain. you got on the skateboard and you went down to the side of 275 and you slid down the side of 75 on a cardboard sled. What was, I mean, and cut off. Stopped. Th- th- I mean, uh, that was just as easy to do that. Listen. I'm listening. That that's like comparing going to Burger King for dinner and going to the Little Lamb. All you're doing is eating, right? No. Yeah, the, people want to go see snow. Why? They want to see snow. You know, I, I just I don't know. Yes, yeah, snow in Florida. So so move from a snowy. Oh. So move from your homeland where there's snow to come to Florida. To play in snow. It's like what that comedian said. He said, they're you know not, what you know what he gets about Floridians? You know what I get northerners. about Floridians? Is you got all these Yankees that move down to Florida. They get away from the cold, and what is the first thing they do? They get in their cars, they turn their air conditioning down to the coldest they can get it, and they got their houses set at 50 degrees. Yeah. And complain about the and heat. And complain about the heat. Yep. And they're they're not no going to be getting the northerners, per se. They're gonna. I bet you your daughter would love to go sled in one afternoon. Yeah, like I said, we go to Dillard, Georgia, and then we go no, to no, Scaly. No. Just, just and then one we go afternoon. to Scaly. I take one of them horseback riding. How do you, you keep that? How do you keep that in the consistency of snow? Snow is different. I mean, I, it's just ice. I, we will have to go up there when they open, and we will we, see. What are you, a Frenchman? You got a frog no, in your no, pocket? No, I, I want to drag you up. Road trip. I I no, all I can up. say is this. I have all no desire. Ava and I will go. We'll all be, I can say is this: is anybody that goes there. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fun. like I said when we went to the one in North Carolina. It's fun to do it, but anybody that goes there better not ever say a word to my children, my friends' children, or anybody else when they hook a ski rope to the back of a Polaris Ranger or an Arctic Cat or something like that after a big rain and go pasture skiing. Is all I got to no, say. I have no they haven't done period. it yet. Period. Pastor skiing, we always did it on a mattress behind well, you the know what I'm, But you know what I'm saying. How many people, how many, you talk about the northern people, they look at me and say, well, what's so fun about put, getting pulled behind a four-wheeler after it have big rain? I'm like, what's not fun about that? Yeah, it's the easiest way to get ringworm. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's get right. out there, man. We ain't raising no sissies. Yeah, yeah, ain't nothing like sitting around digging at your feet, scratching. <sighs> Dirt's good, man. It's good for you. Snow makes you cold and wants to kill Go you. Go jump in the pool. You'll wash it off. Dirt will make you yeah. healthy. I mean, uh, mud makes you healthy. Chlorine so, kills everything. I don't know. It's it, does it? Do you know when the uh, grand opening is going to be on this? Does it say on there when the grand opening is going to be it, on this? It's in November sometime. So it's November. Not. So uh, it's a good thing that Annie Newt is calling in, not only no. just to talk about the canning process of deer meat, but uh, we'll also get to talk about some snowy products and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, on the phones, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Alan. Hey, Alan. What's Hello. going on, my friend? Hey, uh, 
You guys are uh, triggering my PTSD this morning. Why, why is that? Uh, I married a lady from Wisconsin. Uh-huh. I, spent, uh, I spent 10 years uh, there uh, across enemy lines. And, uh, uh, you know, they say the happiest day of your life is when you buy a boat and sell a boat. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't think so. The happiest day of your life is when you sell all your ice fishing gear and your snow plow and your snow blower. <laughs> well, Amen. Now, so you're originally you're originally a uh, below the Mason Dixon line kid who moved up to yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I was a Navy brat. I was born in Miami and raised in Jacksonville. Yeah. So and, you uh, so you I never spent, seen uh, snow. You never years seen... in the military in Virginia, and then I got uh, roped into moving to Wisconsin to be around her family. Right. And uh, right. yeah, which are wonderful people and Wisconsin's a great state, great place to deer hunt. Let it me is. tell you, it's a beautiful but, state. Uh, after the second plow, I'm ready. I was ready to go, and uh, finally one year I'd had enough. And once the, the ground thawed in June, I put the for sale sign out, and uh, haven't looked back. I see you know people what? complain about the heat down here, and I always tell them, well, you don't have to shovel sunshine. That <laughs> is true. Well, I mean, uh, you may have to squeeze you off the driveway, but it's all good. Well, would would you take? Let's say you had kids. Would you take them on out there just to have a little fun? Let them see what it's like. Um, you know, we did all that. They were young enough to enjoy that. Um, you know, they I think they probably would have lost their interest a little bit. I mean, you know, fall is great up there both both weeks. <laughs> both uh, weeks before weeks. the before the harsh before weather freeze. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah, know, that, I, I always look at it this way. Of- I'm sorry. I, I always look at it this way. When me and my cousins would go visit up north and stuff like that, it was always fun to go to, but then after about an hour of it or so, it's the same thing over and over again, and it's not fun anymore, and you can't feel anything. Your fingers are gone, yeah. your toes are gone, and my ears are gone, well, and I'm I wet, i got a suggestion for you. Take off the flip-flops and put a pair of boots on. No. When you got to play in your Halloween costume around a snowsuit, that is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody goes as the Michelin man. Yeah, that's awesome, hey, man. Alan, what's the biggest, uh, talk about the ice fishing, what's the best you did? Uh, I caught a northern bike through the ice one time that was about uh, 40 inches. That's not bad. Good Lord. That's good eating. That's really good. I mean, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You got to acclimate to your surroundings to, uh, you know, just sure. to stay sane up there. Yeah. You know, you, I did. I did a lot of snowmobiling, uh, a lot of drinking on the ice. Yeah, I was about to say, did you have the shack and everything like grumpy old men? No, I was. I was too poor for all that, man. I just I would take my deer blind and just uh, I would drill it into the ground into the ice with with some some big uh, deck nails. There you go. <laughs> tough it out that way. Very nice. Well, I know that uh, every time I went up to visit, we would, we would do the circuit. We would do the Christmas circuit. One year it would be in Houston. One year it would be in Florida, and then one year it would be up in Shitek, uh, Wisconsin, up at Annie Newt's place and uh, Uncle Phil's place. And it was always great to go and, and go up there and, and see snow and you know have a snowy Christmas type thing. And uh, we had a crazy Uncle Harry out of Holland, you know, uh, Van den Bronck, who uh, would always take us out on the ice. And that doesn't say back. Sound very Hollandy. Like. Yeah, you know, he's uh, Harry Vandenbroek. Yeah, he's a big boy who liked to go out and play on the ice, and we go out and watch the ice fishermen. But I did find that to stave off the cold up there, they went through a lot of schnapps in Wisconsin. A lot of yes, they do. A lot of schnapps, <laughs> schnapps on everything from pancakes, waffles, ice cream, 
Coca-Colas and, you know, just, you just to didn't care about being Pepsi golden. and chocolate. Said, drinking and fishing. And you had a schnapps for every uh, occasion. I, I was, it was crazy up there. Alan, we well, appreciate if you look at If you look at a snowmobile map, they only go one place, from bar to bar. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's a nice ride through the woods to get to uh, Harry's place, and then we'll go over to Bill's place, and then we'll end it up over there at Ralphie's place because it's close to the home. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Be thank safe, you so brother. much, man. We we hope we uh you have a great and wonderful weekend. Be safe. All right, Alan. Thank you. All right. I have a good one now. See you, buddy. Bye. Well, I hope uh, Annie Newt calls back. I hope I didn't make her mad. Good job. She called at eight fifty five, so hopefully she'll call back. Big candy bar, big bottle of Pepsi. She might have passed out. I don't know. The big Sugar overdose. Drinking over- schnapps? Yeah, probably breakfast schnapps, which I think is butterscotch. Anyway, we're going to take a, or Maple, one of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, sponsors Big and Wild is us and uh, Brandon Ford. We appreciate you. We love you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It's so dreamy. Jimi Hendrix in his dreamy days. Big and Wild Outdoors, here we go. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and uh, we got Mike Singleton and Schreiner. And uh, I believe we have Annie Newt back, who's uh, called the show. She called at 8.55, and I chewed her out and made her call back later. <laughs> well, you know, honey, some people now call me Deanna, but it's okay. You can call me Annie Newt. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll do I mean, we'll go, well, whatever it, we want. That's, it takes him a long time to get people's names right, so we're just... Stick with what he's got. That guy that's talking, I still don't know his name, and he's been in the studio for two years, so I have no idea who he is. Y'all should introduce each other sometime. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he always comes in here wearing weird clothes, and I just kind of stay away from him. It's one of those <laughs> things. But uh, Annie Newt, uh, who uh, I brought it up, she she posted a thing on, on social media and said that she was done. She was completed doing her canning of the venison. I believe Rusty shot it. Did he shoot it? Yep. Yeah, he's yeah, both season up here in Wisconsin. Yeah, so he got a, a big old buck, and of course, then made mom do it. So uh, <laughs> mom had to take care of the canning process, and then it was kind of fortuitous because Bill and I, the previous Saturday, had talked about canning. He's from Pennsylvania, so he's at least aware of canned yeah, but venison. I'm sure anything. mom did it, but I bet you there are some of them cans sitting in her house, too. Mm, maybe, I don't Could know. Could be. But I, I've never experienced that process. Bill's never done the process, but he's actually indulged in the uh, aftermath. So he knows more about it than I do. And I asked him, I said, well, how do you do that? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, so Good I, answer, Bill. So, I know. I, at least, at sure least I he was figure honest. It out. He was being honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, we can always figure it out. But, you know, I would say don't start with Clorox. But um, <laughs> so uh, give us the process of what it takes for us as a Southern folk, what, what you do to actually make the, the canned venison and what you add and don't add. Um, well, basically, so Rusty shot it with Bo, right. um, and then he cut it up in rather big pieces, and then because he had to get back to Madison from the weekend. So then he brings it to me in a cooler, and my husband, Mike, helped do the cutting up, and you get rid of, what is it, the, any kind of, as much fat as you can, and that silver sort of lining. That, silver skin, yeah. yeah. Uh, silver skin, so yeah. he gets rid of all of that. And so he cut it up in kind of like stew meat size. Um, is what works well. Um, and so I have a pressure canner, it, um, and it has the capacity that I can do, I can can seven quarts, 
at a time, and I ended up doing a total of 12 on, on this deer. Um, and, and basically, I'm, I'm, pa- I'm raw packing. You have the option to cook it, but I just raw pack it, um, and you, you fill it pretty tightly. And the weird thing that I, when I first started doing this, I kept reading about it, and you, it's such a juicy meat, and you'd think it wouldn't be because it's so lean, but I don't add water. You don't add any liquid to this meat, so I'm packing it as tightly as I can. Mm-hmm. I I put like a teaspoon of Lowry salt, but you don't have to. You really don't have to put any kind of seasoning in, in it because you're probably going to season it with whatever dish you're going to create with it. Um, apparently, Rusty creates a beef stroke or a venison stroganoff that's out of this world. Um, so anyway, I, I pack it really tightly. I put it in my pressure canner and. It varies between what you read from 11 pounds of pressure to 15, and for quarts, you pressure can that for 90 minutes. So um, it's, it's not it's not thoroughly cooked. It's just like sterilized. Uh, oh no, it's it's thoroughly cooked, and you know, at, at 90 uh, minutes under that pressure in the jar, yeah, it's cooking it, and then Sealing when it. the pressure lets off, the can seals right. And so it's it's done. It's so it's so you can take it out of the jar and actually eat it right there the way it is. Absolutely, it is totally cooked and ready to ready to warm up and throw on a piece of bread or create something. Tell Bart that's the original sous vide. Yeah, it is. I guess the original <laughs> sous vide. But now 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 Jonathan said he's had it before, but the way he, they did it was they they, they, they ground, ground it, it like it was like a spam like a, like you said. It's to me I said spam because that's what it. It looked like to me because oh, okay. you could cut it or but you it could like, spread it or whatever. So he said spread it, and that immediately made me think of Underwood deviled ham. You know, I mean, like yeah, you, you really do. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, who's to say it isn't awesome? Never, never tried. I've only done it this way, and and um, you know, a lot of times Rusty will, you know, if he, if he's got time when he's home hunting, he'll process it himself and freeze it. But our because our daughter and son-in-law are raising pasture-raised pigs and chickens on the family farm, everybody's freezers are full. And so I told Rusty, I said, you know, if you get one, why don't you have me can it? So, as usual, I volunteered to do ah, this. Ah, see, that's how it works. I thought he just dropped it in on Mama's front porch and said, I'll come uh, no, back. No, no, I said, you know, and then he re- kind of runs out of time. And, and Michael, it's, it's bow season here, and if my husband, Mike, gets one i told him you know yeah I'll, I'll can that rascal as long as you cut it up for me well you know i you know i, I hate to ask for anything for free but i'm gonna have to ask you to send me a jar of that stuff so that i can actually try it out <laughs> and see uh see how it works out because well, we can do one uh, is that I'll, a I want a Wisconsin deer, dang it. I, uh, apparently, they have fat on their deers up there. <laughs> yeah. We don't have fat on our deers down here. But is they the, cut it is, off. Is the canned meat a big thing up there? I mean, it's like. I guess. I don't know. Is it? Is, is, it, is everybody it a can? Do it or? I really don't know how many people do it. I mean, I, I, I think overall, most people freeze it. What? But um, because when I talk about canning meat, and I've, I've had people say, you can can meat. And. So, yeah. Now, I have a question. Did he learn the process when you did it, or did he just have you do it? Oh, he was gone back to Madison. So he he lives about four hours south of us. So, nope, he, he wasn't here. And that's that's the thing is trying to teach these these ways of doing things. You know, the nice thing with that, that deer meat when you're done is you go put it in the shelf in the cellar or in your pantry, yeah. and, and you're done with it. What part of Wisconsin are you from? 
we are in northern Wisconsin, about in a little town outside of Chetek. So we're about 90 miles outside of the Twin Cities in Minnesota. I've yeah, been at the Wausau. You ever heard of that? Yep. So we're, we're yeah, we're north of that. She's so, been yeah, there forever. Of, She's know, never heard of it. Walking Dead series, if, if they could just find some canned venison somewhere, they'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were listening to the show, but uh, Bill George let us know that uh, they're going to be opening up a uh, tubing park here in the <laughs> state of Florida. Park, snow yeah. park kind of thing. Oh, cool. uh, where you get to go tubing down, and it made me think of the time we were up there at uh, your place, and we all went to uh, what was it, Hard Scrabble? Is it Hard Scrabble Mountain? Yes, uh huh. Yeah, and uh, went up there and went snow skiing and all that stuff, uh, which was going to be my retort to Bill George saying, "Why should I drive to Pasco when I could just go to Shatek and go down Hard Scrabble Mountain as many times?" Because it's I just want. a you know hop, skip, and a jump up north to Shatek, about thirteen hundred miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just right. You know, it's, and, it's easy. And and he has a propensity for not going anywhere that he has to travel over more than one bridge. Yeah, it just gets boring. <laughs> I know, I'd rather fly and get there and do that kind of stuff. But uh, but uh, how are things out on the farm these days? Everything okay? Everything going good? It's beautiful. I you know both of the kids now own the farm. Uh, Rusty bought the South Eighty, and that's where he does his hunting and has his little hunting cabin and all that. Uh, Marissa and her husband, Stefan, bought the North 80 and live on that. They both work outside the farm. But uh, this is, I think, their third year of raising pasture-raised pork uh, and pasture-raised chickens. And then she also has some laying hens. Um, so that's their, their side gig. And, yeah, I think this year they raised 36 pigs. This is their biggest um, year and then the last batch is going to market the first of November. Wow! Um, well, make yeah. sh- make sure they're feeding them donuts and chocolate. <laughs> no, and it's true. I mean, there, there, there's a guy in Georgia that does free range pigs, and every uh, frou frou upper end restaurant wants his pork because he feeds them chocolate and donuts and uh, all kinds of uh, fresh veggie type things. And the restaurants say the meat quality, the flavor, and everything is yeah. just like out of this world. I don't know why. Wow. Maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's just to get you know great pasture and all. They they are some happy pigs. Some of some of her videos on the farm are pretty pretty funny. It's amazing how you're talking about hogs in reverence, and then out here in Florida we're like going kill them all. These <laughs> yes, things are destructive. Ab- we hate these things. Kill them as many times. Absolutely. Get them out there. <laughs> no, yeah. So you know you guys got me to call in, and my children should call in and give you their you know recipes for using this venison. Rusty has become quite a cook as is his sister and they got that skill from their grandma Lear it certainly didn't come from their mom uh, but yeah rust they have a, a a hashtag for rusty called cooking with Kenny <laughs> <laughs> well that that like you had mentioned putting it over like a noodle like a stroganoff and that with a little gravy that's what I have a lot of people that say they do with it yeah so. Well, yeah. I don't know. I've never had it before, so I'm looking I'll forward to trying it. I'll bring you back some. I'm looking forward to trying it. I'll, I'll bring you back some. Well, now, why would Pennsylvania venison be any better than Wisconsin? There's I mean, not, but she's not going to send you any. This is going to turn into a <laughs> Nittany Lion uh, badger. Buckeyes. 
Well, yeah. we don't know that. Private message me your mailing address, Braden. So shut up, Bill George. Well, he'll bring it in here, and unless I no, see no, it no. in the no, no, unless no. I see it in the show. I don't think you're getting any, Bill. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try it first, and if it's really good, then it'll no. it'll never arrive. But we'll if it's have not, a, yeah, I was about to say. Here's the that that's going to be the deal breaker right there. Here I am bringing a bag <laughs> no, full no. of deer sausage in this morning, and it'll be like. Hey, Braden, you ever get any of that canned deer meat? What? Huh? No, 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 no. This, no. this is what I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the very first time he opens that jar and looks in. That's the that's the oh. moment that I want to see. Why is it a bad thing? Have you tried it? it it's just not the most appealing thing. If you just close your eyes and eat it, it's great. What are you talking about? But just looking in that jar is not the most appealing thing. It looks like uh, like uh, sautéed kind of meat. I'm looking at the picture of it on her uh, website. There. I mean, on the Facebook thing. I, w- I will have him send you my address. I'll bring it in and because I want to just videotape him. Well, I think we ought to talk to Rusty first because now all of a sudden everybody's eating his dang deer. Exactly. I mean, I can't promise I can send it to you because it's not mine to That's give. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, next listen. thing you know, he's coming over. Mom, where's my deer? Well, I, I sent <laughs> uh, four cases listen. down to Brady. She's trying to keep it on the down low because, like I said, Aunt Newt's probably got about five or ten of them no, jars no, no. rat holes somewhere. I, I heard how many quarts she did, and kind of like there's a baker's dozen because one always goes to the baker. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's, that's what they claim. Okay. Why is the cook never hungry? I'm never asking. Uh, for, I'm not asking for a quart. Don't you have some little jars of that no. stuff laying around? Honey, go big or go home. Okay. Oh, we just met, and I already love you. Yeah, there, there we go. All right, then I'll, we'll just make it two cases instead of just one jar. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but uh, I, I guess I'll, I, if I ever get the chance to experience it, I guess I'll know more about it because I'm very new to this, and uh, Bill George is the only one in the room that's ever really had that kind of uh, stuff before. I guarantee you I will bring you a jar of it before the end of the year. But I will say this. If Rusty's out there and he's still out there doing his bow hunting, tell him to put some of that bear meat in one of them jars. I'd really like to try that. No. Bear meat? Yeah, bear. B-E-A-R. Bear meat. Oh, I don't I don't think he has a bear. He didn't get a tag. Well, now wait a minute. Who's that talking in the background? Michael. Well, Mike, Mike, Michael's got a tag. Not for bear. A bear tag, though. Well, then what are you doing sitting on the couch? Go apply for the darn thing. Let's get this done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we've seen, since since we moved off the farm, which has been four years now, we've seen two bear on this property. And what? one was a young one that Michael figured that the mom had kicked out that year. And he kept coming around for a few days. But, oh, my gosh, he was so cute. And I named him Freddie. Um and then eventually Michael said I couldn't have a, a bear for a pet, so he yeah, had to shoo him off. Yeah, that's a bad thing. I, I hear what well, How much did he weigh? 100 pounds, 200 pounds? What was he at? 78. Mike said about 100 pounds, so he figured he was like a young one. And he said, I realize the poor guy is kind of lost in this world, but, but I don't want him in my yard. And yeah. so yeah. he fired a couple of shots up in the air, and Freddie just kind of, Climbed up a tree about 10 feet and looked around, and finally I said, I think you're going to need to fire off the shotgun. And he did that, and finally Freddie Freddie left, but never to be seen again. Well, obviously uh, Mike's a bad shot. 
So otherwise, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> otherwise we'd be otherwise we'd be getting a jar of uh, bear meat here in the bear uh, meat, yeah, in the not Freddy. Or killing me, or goose would fall out of there. If you get a can that says Freddy on it, yeah, Freddy came back. Freddy, <laughs> Freddy bear. It's Freddy all good. came back. He was about four hundred fifty pounds. Like, okay, now we're gonna talk about that. Sure, okay. yeah. Well, right. if if Rusty ever does get a tag, I don't know how the tagging system is up there for bears. I don't know if it's too late to apply for one, but. If he ever gets the opportunity, because I know that out there behind the uh, the old dairy uh, farm up there, there used to be a few of them that used to hang around out there, and uh, they they do mosey around. Yes, yeah. they do. Yes. Well, I promise, if he ever gets one, I'll 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 can that rascal and see what happens. Well, it'll be a it'll be a fight once the package arrives between me and Bart, because Bart will probably want some of it too as well. So it'll be a. It'll but be, he'll help you cook it. Well, well, that's true, but he'll want to sous it and do some kind of weird French thing with it, and I don't want to do that. Five wanna... days before you ever get to eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I want to I want to try it as it is in the, out of the jar, straight out of the jar. Yep. Because I've there had it, I've had it before in a stew, and you really can't taste it, and it was it was you know good, delicious, and chewy and nice, mm-hmm. and but I've I've never had it uh, your way. Yeah. Well, Annie Newt, I appreciate the phone call, and thanks for all the information. I really do appreciate it, and all I can say is stay warm up there. Oh, so far we are. Well, what is it? What's the temperature up there today? I think we are actually in the 70s today. Yesterday, in some areas, it almost hit 80, which is kind of crazy. Fall colors are popping all over. Sun is shining. The turkey family just visited, and then they moseyed back into the woods. What are, got, their, what are their names? Well, I, I promise not to name it. I, I'm not allowed to name things anymore. It, it, it never ends well. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that could be it. It could be a Thanksgiving that, a couple. That should have been learned by Life on a Farm. It should have, but I just I never learned. When Mike was was uh, raising some beef cattle and we had a, a calf that we needed to supplement it, so I bottle fed it. And Mike put an ear tag on it and happened to put the number four. This was obviously several years ago. And so I named him Brett for Brett Favre. Um, <laughs> and so I bottle fed him and petted him. And, and then Michael had to ship him, and I cried. And I remember him saying, but you were married to a dairy farmer all those years. Exactly. But I never had a pet. Oh. So, yeah, I'm not allowed. No yeah. naming yeah. anymore. I learned not to. Uh, I learned not to name any uh, farm animals when uh, we were out in uh, Texas. And uh, my dad one morning said, uh, "How's that sausage?" And I was like, "It's delicious." And he said, "You know, that's ham bone you're eating right there." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, what?" And he goes, "Ham bone." And I go, "Yeah, I took ham bone and Juliet. I had them processed. That's it." I'm like. I'm like, I think yeah, I, I think the I world ate, is cruel, honey. Yeah, I think I ate the most delicious sausage with tears in my eyes. Like, yeah, oh, this is so delicious, and I miss him so much. But he'll always be a part of me now. No, well, it didn't stop you. No, it did not. Uh, well, thank you so much for the phone call. We really appreciate it. See you, honey. Have a good day. All right, love you. Stay warm up there, you guys. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Of course, that was. Uh, Antiana, or otherwise known as Annie Newt, and uh, up in sh- around Chatek, Wisconsin. Still no snow up there, but 70 degrees. I didn't want to b- burst her bubble by saying that's what we keep our air conditioner set at. But that's what we do. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there, you guys. More to come. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. 
Fred Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and uh, Mike Singleton as they uh, dig into the big black bag full of delicious sausage. So I'll be the only one speaking for the next uh, I can two speak. minutes. Yeah, but it sounds disgusting on the radio where you're like going, I'm sorry, anyway. FWC meeting. Yeah, <laughs> try not to play music really loud <laughs> to cover it up. It's kind of like uh, when Vince shows up and you're chewing gum. It's like dang, 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 dang. normally you know, we can only get a couple words in for every about hundred of yours. So what you say? We just turn around, make a comment, and then start eating. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. How's that sausage, Mike? That was wonderful. Dude, you whiff that thing down like uh, you live out in L.A. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I literally almost spit stuff all over the microphone. <laughs> is, that, now, is that the same stuff? Is that the uh, cheddar jalapeno mm-hmm. uh, smoked sausage there oh, that yeah. you guys are indulging in? Yes. The room is permeated with the scent of smoked sausage. Jonathan's I'm not a, eating it. He's I'm going to have not. dogs following me home once I step outside. It'll be permeated into my skin and my clothing. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to uh, Annie Newt for calling in from up in uh, the great white north of uh, Chitek, Wisconsin. Uh, beautiful place up there. I, I I always looked forward to going up there. I know uh, during the Christmas time, I always thought it was a very interesting thing. Uncle Phil, of course, uh, her first husband, was uh, a dairy farmer up there for many, many years. Milking those cows like uh, three times a day, and that's tough living, man. I mean, we hardly ever got to see him. He'd be up. Uh, Talk before. about people with no days off. He would. Uh, oh, and when they would come to when we'd do the Christmas rotation, when they came down to Florida, usually it was just Annie Nude by herself, and Uncle Phil would have to stay to milk cows. But one year we finally got him down here, and I don't think he slept the entire time he was here. He was on the phone. Somebody go in there and do it for him. Yeah, he had some people there, but I mean, you know, if you're not there and that's your job and you've done it for so many years, every single day when you don't do it, no, it's like like you said, it's not a job; it's your life, literally. And uh, you know, I don't understand. You know, milking the cows is not the hard part, but you got to clean every single. Everything has to be disinfected between the first milking until the second milking, and then the next truck drives up, and you know you gotta, you know, most gotta pump out. You're doing and, it three times a day. And, and what's amazing is those animals know. I mean, they 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 come. To oh get sure. Milk. Oh yeah, they do. They they stay well, they in do, line. They, and they will because it's like you said, it's painful for them. That's what I laughed when we used to do the FFA would do. Um. And they do it, still do it at the fair. Is the agricultural exhibitions where they bring in the kids, the kindergartners, first, second graders, and all that stuff like that. And that was always our line with the kids was like, you know, where does milk come from? Publix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah, like, that's where it and, comes from. And, and it's like you would sit there and explain to them. And we get, you know, of course, unfortunately, Florida had a lot more dairies back in the day. And you would talk to those people and they would tell you it would be amazing. Just like what y'all were saying with the commission meeting, the animal rights people and all that that give you the, oh, you're hurting that cow. And, you're the, and the, you know, literally I had a vet stand there and look at an animal rights person and tell them, um, no, actually, if they don't get milked, I mean, it's like. With no calf. Yeah, they're not getting it all the time. It's, well, and it's just it's painful. It's like he said, he goes, he's like, it's like a human being have prostate cancer or something like that, sure, I said it is painful. so painful for them that they will literally lay down in the middle of a pasture somewhere till they die. 
I mean, for the most part. Yeah. I uh, I always uh, enjoyed going up there and watching him work, but uh, could never keep up with him, that's for sure. I oh, mean, yeah. he was like a white tornado in there through that place and uh, lived on coffee in Copenhagen, or as they call it up there, snooze. Snooze all the time. But we did have time to go up there and go uh, skiing and go see the property and all that stuff. Beautiful up there. And uh, I wasn't kidding when I was talking about the uh, schnapps thing. When they would, Christmas time, they would go to all these. Uncle Phil had these big giant pergerons, big giant, you know, horses uh, to pull the manure wagons and stuff to spread it out and do all that stuff. And every year he would do a hayride through town and just pile on like 50 people on this giant, giant trailer. And it was freezing cold out there and of course everybody was like loaded ping 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 they'd have like every flavor in the rainbow uh of, of whatever and they would just pass it around and they'd go uh, sing christmas carols to the old folks home and you know to other places how old are you 10 okay here you go and uh <laughs> and you, uh, you kept your kid warm here's hot chocolate uh, hot chocolate flavored, <laughs> hot chocolate flavored uh, schnapps yeah sure but uh, uh, but he worked hard, and it was a beautiful place. And I always liked it up there. I really did. Except, except for the winter part of it. For It was a great place to visit, but I wouldn't want well, to live there. And, and that's the thing is for us, like my wife, we love to go up there. If there's snow, a blizzard, we, we don't mind driving into the blizzard. We go. We spend a couple of days sledding, having fun in the outdoors, and then come back to Florida. It's, it's just I think more and more people are doing that these days, you know, yeah. but, but more on a permanent basis kind of deal. Yeah. I would like to, I, I will tell you, I will go at least check out this snow park. Yeah, good for you, Bill George. Have you ever milked a cow, Bill George? I have. How about you, Mike? Yes, I have. Have How you ever rode a Percheron? Uh, yes, I have when I was there, and they are very glideful, wonderful creatures, very gentle, great for kids. I can actually say yes, I have, and used one to pull cows on the trailer before. But they are a large fall. Yeah. Especially after a lot of schnapps. I would know. <laughs> I just heard that. But um, I will say that it was funny when you were talking about city kids and milk. Uh, we did a field trip one time with my daughter's school, and I was one of the, believe it or not, one of the chaperones. chaperones. And uh, we went to, what is the little farm up there on 301? No other parents put in for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What was it, McDon- uh, McDonald's, McDowell's Farm or whatever it is? I was just thinking. Uh, what is old it called? McDonald's or. Um, yeah, up on 301. Uh, well, are I you talking about. Gun Highway somewhere off a of gun highway? Off a of gun. Yeah. yeah. We went there and uh, the little lady instructor was there and she was kind of like, you know, demonstrating milk in a cow on a real cow. And so would anybody like to try it? And a couple of people were like, uh, uh, trying to do it and they couldn't do it. And of course, my daughter goes, "My daddy can milk a cow," and I was like, "She goes, you can." I was like, well, I've, "I've been known to do it a couple of times." She goes, "Well, can you come down here and show it?" And I was like, "Sure." So what did I end up doing? Squirting somebody. Squirting everybody in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Oh my gosh, how do you do that? Welcome I'm to gonna try zoo. that." Next thing you know, there's like 30 kids pulling all these poor teats on this cow trying to make it squirt each other. Cow's like, I'm going to kick you so hard. As I said, that was my, I think, first and last chaperone. That's that's what I was going to say. They turned around and said, finally, yeah, we got to take him. You know, somebody's got to go with him somewhere. And they're like... I think uh, I think the principal was like going. How did he pass that background check? <laughs> we do background checks on all the parents. How the hell did he get there? I don't did, know. He, did he sand his fingerprints off? But you know what? <laughs> the kids had a great time there on that go. field trip. I guarantee it. <laughs> it's awesome because they were afraid to catch chickens. Not me. 
Even those roosters that get over in the corner and give you that look and get that little furry thing <laughs> yeah, around their on. neck. I'm Come like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, bring it, big boy. I know how to handle your type. I'll just wait till you're airborne. And then we got a problem. <laughs> I got you. Got you. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't even know anymore. Uh, Michael, I was going to ask you about cows, and I was going to ask you, uh, have you ever accidentally uh, scoped out a cow before while you are out hunting before? Never. Have you noticed that the social media thing where guys, these farmers, were actually spray painting the sides of their cows? Bright uh, orange. Bright orange saying cow. Yes. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking to myself, seriously, you know it happens. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. But, I mean, has the average guy actually ever scoped out a cow before? And, and some of those cows were white. And you're like, how many times have you been out hunting for a white deer that big i know albino well, deer <laughs> that's, that's two thousand pounds yeah. i'm taking it there there has been a person who has shot a buzzard during spring gobbler season because of the color of its head so i can imagine that there's somebody who would go and shoot a cow i could understand the uh, the 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 buzzard turkey i cannot understand the buzzard turkey thing I, I, I they mean, do not look at it all alike. I, they would to the, the lay cow, person who maybe. You know. I can see the scope deal because I can admit and say that I have done that before in New Mexico because there are some of the parts of the ranch that we hunt that there are some cattle. But was my gun cocked? Was my finger near the trigger? No. It was. You know, I've, I've had, I, I've been there. I've been, we've all been there. I mean, I remember one time I was sitting on a fence post uh, with my back to a fence post in uh, Bolivar, Missouri. I'm out there in the middle of nowhere and there are shots going off around me. Like it is literally the, the Alamo. And, uh, I hear this crunch, crunch, crunch coming up behind me. And I'm like, I can't move. I can't really, you know, turn without spooking, whatever it is, it's coming. So I have to wait. I was waiting for either it to move to my right or left or go over the fence that I was sitting on. <laughs> or and, come and right the, over top of you. And then next thing you know, I hear this, and I feel this on the back of my neck. <sighs> and I, like, slowly turn, and here's this Angus cow standing there looking at me going, Oh, what the hell are you? <laughs> and I'm like, hey! And then it's not just one cow. There's, like, 15 of them going. This is about to look like a scene from Rambo. Yeah, they're like, they're like, uh, we'll wait till Betsy goes and sniffs him out. Then we'll see what it is. So now you have a herd thundering off into the east that anything that was living in those woods now knows, holy crud, there's something evil over there. Don't go that way. That's the only thing I Danger don't like. Danger rule, Robinson. Danger. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about cows on hunting properly. Like being in that blind up uh, that time, I text you, Jonathan. I'm like, there's something behind me. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Bigfoot. <laughs> it's what he sent, a picture of Bigfoot to me. <laughs> we'll tell you what it is when we come back. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. A few minutes left. Let's go. Between us. Welcome back, everybody. A few minutes left here on the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, great weekend to get out and do some stuff. Looks like uh, if you're going to do it, do it in the morning because Mike says it's going to rain this evening. Well, I'm going gator hunting. And Bill afternoon. George is going whether it's uh, thunderstorms or not. He's, he's out of here well, and going. Are you going by yourself or are you taking some unwitting no, victims uh, with you? A, a, a friend of mine from Pennsylvania is down, actually has a wedding over here. His son's getting married on Clearwater Beach. Today, 
this morning, and I said. So you're going to the wedding first? I, no, I said, are you? Uh, I thought that was your wedding shirt. That's why I asked. This is my wedding crasher shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, you turn around. I said, you 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 got a lot of obligations after that wedding. He said, no. I said, you want to slip out for a little bit. He said, yeah. Don't so. they usually go to the party afterwards and, you know, celebrate with the new bride and groom, especially if it's your kid? In, in the era of COVID and everything else, <laughs> they only have wow. 16 total people wow. that is participating in this wedding. That's a great excuse. I never even thought of that. I'm, uh, I can't go to the wedding. I, you know, covid thing. Uh, you know, I'm going to go gator hunting instead. <laughs> That's why I'm not going. Because of the rain, there's a new brewery open in Wesley Chapel. I'm going to go down there and drink some beers and oh, think is that about what it you. Is? Yes. Oh, oh okay. yeah. And you know yeah. what happens? What happens when I'm somebody doesn't show up or doesn't go hunting? And you're going to be home ha- half, at the, half in the bag waiting on an Uber and missing out no, on the gator no. hunt. Michelle and Mac are going out of town for the weekend, so I don't have a curfew. Oh. Well, well, I hope she ain't listening. <laughs> Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I'll be calling Jonathan <laughs> hey, or Bill. Be, be Come get me. It's, I need a ride from well, Wesley Chapel. You would think if you had that free time <laughs> that you would uh, use it wisely and go out and uh, the do, only, uh, hone the your only, gator skills. No, no, no. The only thing you're doing I with Jonathan and Ava is going and getting stuff prepped. That's what you're doing with us. I don't know what the other stuff you're doing. I'm not a now, if I call you. From this place, you won't come get me, buddy. Not really. I'd I come, know you'll I'd be come there. Get you. Bill, come get me. But call me. Don't text me because I don't hear a bling in the. Well, middle the other of the night. thing is your texting is so long. I could wait on a new. Yeah, because you, you don't use both can, thumbs to text. Yeah. you only use the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Bill. Hey, that's why I say Siri, text Mike. <laughs> And he does. <laughs> and Braden, I do. Braden's giving him a hard time last week. He's sitting there and he's typing with one finger. Braden goes, you have two thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't this like is why use God it. made us smarter monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can do both of them. So uh, where are you going? Are you going back out on your favorite lake? Or We're no? going to go out to Hancock oh, tonight. Of course. Yeah. Why would I even ask? Clean it out, baby. Why would you? Yeah, why that's, would I, that's where you went. That's uh, We're going we're to turn around, work <clears> to make the rule change. <clears throat> So that we can apply for tags in your name, so that if your mom and dad don't apply, maybe you could work with your your grandparents to uh, put you in, and and then we'll just sit there and we'll tell your dad you're going on a date. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Well, you can tell him you're going on a date. I'll swing by. That ain't gonna work. You man. come run out, jump in the truck. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Yeah, no, they're gonna. Then, then hey, you're gonna I have Jonathan with Uncle Bill. Then you're it. gonna have Jonathan uh, hiding in the woods. If you tell her it's a date, he'll be like, "Where are y'all going? <laughs> Where are you going? All right, well, me and your mom are gonna stay here, and he's over there in a ghillie suit somewhere, a hundred yards away. I've seen yeah, exactly. Jonathan shoot. Jonathan. That yeah. boy's in trouble. Yeah, well, is he? Is I don't he know what scared? you're talking about. Unless he's an armadillo. <laughs> does he scare off? Wow. Does he Sorry. scare off people if you come by? If they come by? What? Not really. Why no. is that any of your business? Leave that kid alone, man. I mean, if they're not supposed to be there, yeah, but... <laughs> well, in his mind, no boy's supposed to be there. Not for at least another 20 years. Flush. Hmm. And this what? is why we don't talk about this here. That's right, we don't. <laughs> because there are thousands and thousands of because people listening to this you don't leave me alone. So anyway, you're going, out, you're, go, you're going out to Hancock. Are you going by yourself, or are you going to take uh, some? No, my son. People? My son's going to jump in. He has tags for Hancock also, and so we're going to turn around and have him jump on board. Uh, and then our big boat's almost done. So after that, I can actually try and get more than. What do you mean almost done? All you doing is putting an engine on the back. No, no. The bigger boat is 
all new fiberglass work, gel coat work, deck being built. Oh, it's, Bill, it's Bill's going to be our charter captain on the show. My, I'm using my small whoa, whoa, boat no, right no, now. No, my big charter... boat, my big boat's almost done. And you wait till I get no, the no, no, no. If yeah. I'm if I'm the charter captain on the boat, it's going to be oh, oh, these are all catch and release. We're going to just go out there. This is a we're we're, we're just going to go catch them and let them all go. Good for you, Bill George. You know, I'm sure we, you'll we, have a. We got they're they're all endangered, and we can't keep anything. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> you listened to that commission meeting way too long, buddy. You're starting to drink the Kool Aid. Would you at least take samples of each one of them and mail them into the FWC? Little fin, you know, little fin clippings and stuff, you know, so you can. I offered to all the alligators I catch and let go. I said, let me put in a tag and give it, give you some data. Uh, no, 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 we're not interested in that data no 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 we they're still working data. with that goliath grouper data from 1985 so they're set buddy they don't eat fish they uh, only eat crustaceans there you go that's right all crabs that's all they got all right well have a crabby weekend everybody it is the big and wild outdoors we'll see you next saturday thanks to everybody who listened and who called into the show we really do appreciate it we'll see you next saturday have a great weekend Be see safe. you guys